You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A good Thursday, everybody, and welcome into Locked On Balls, your team every day. I'm your host, Derek Kane, a radio personality in Knoxville, Tennessee, and a contributor to the Tennessee Rival site where I cover football recruiting. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Kaner. Make sure you follow this uh, this podcast on Twitter at Locked On Vols. It's uh, your team every day, which in this case is the Tennessee Volunteers, every weekday, every morning when you get up. It's available wherever you get your podcast. That can be Stitcher. That can be uh, Apple Podcasts. That can be Google Podcasts. That can be Spotify. Literally, it's so easy to find this podcast. So if you like it, hit subscribe, share, rate. Be sure to rate, review. Uh, say some nice things if you have some nice things to say. If not, then uh, I welcome that, but nonetheless. And uh, share this podcast with all your uh, your Tennessee friends. I, re- I would really, really appreciate that. Today, it's another basketball-heavy show in the first two segments. Before we talk a little football noting in segment number three, Jerry Palm of CBS Sports joined uh, our show on the Sports Animal, the morning show, on Wednesday and had a couple of things to say about Tennessee And I want to play some of his comments and have a little discussion in segment number one. In segment number two, it was a preview for senior day as the seniors for the Tennessee basketball team took to the podium in E. Pons and John Fulkerson and kind of discuss what their Tennessee careers have been so far and what they're looking forward to about uh, Sunday's bout against Florida. That's coming up in segment number two. And in segment number three, some important notes I want to get in on uh, Tennessee football. Nothing groundbreaking, but some things you need to know to kind of get you ready for the spring semester. The orange and white game date has been announced. I will say that in segment number three, some other important dates to go ahead and jot down as well as a uh, Tennessee football recruit, the Tennessee target rather has announced his commitment to Miami. I'll tell you who that is coming up in segment number three. So let's go ahead and start this conversation with Jerry Palm. Again, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Palm CBS. He joined our morning show, the show I'm a part of, on 99.1 The Sports Animal in Knoxville, Tennessee. This was Wednesday morning, and he kind of broke down a little bit of Tennessee basketball. Uh, Tennessee basketball kind of all over the court right now. Of course, Jerry, no pun intended, you know, Jerry Palm does his bracketology and his, his seeding projections and in the latest seeding projections he posted, he had Tennessee as a seven seed. Can't really blame him right now. Um, Tennessee once was as high as number six in the country, and now it's projected as a seventh seed right now. At least that's according to Jerry Palm. Joe Lenardi's on pace as well. I believe that he projected in his latest projections Tennessee to be a sixth seed right now. But Jerry Palm did join the show. And here is what he had to say, just kind of what he makes about Tennessee right now. Why is Tennessee struggling? Why is Tennessee so unappealing to, or will be unappealing to, a selection committee and a seating committee uh, later on uh, this this next weekend after the, or really after the after the conference tournaments? Um, what's gone wrong for Tennessee, and why is Tennessee just not uh, a good look right now uh, compared to what it was whenever it started ten and one? way back in December. Here's Jerry Palm on really just Tennessee overall right now. Yeah, well, it's, it is that inconsistency. It's, you know, the inability to, to take care of business against, you know, teams they probably should, uh, especially at home. You know, like um, Missouri last month. I'm sorry, uh, what month is it now? <laughs> that was in January. Yeah, exactly. You know, Kentucky Kentucky at home. I mean, that's, that's a nice or um, even though that's a quad two loss, it's not considered really bad. It's, 
just a non-competitive game against a team that's going nowhere. Um, but they don't really have bad losses. They've just been playing hit-and-miss basketball. And lately, you know, the misses have been coming against the better teams on their schedule. And in large part, that's due to the fact that those are road games, right? You know, you're at LSU, you're at Auburn, you're, you're at Mississippi, and that's a decent team even though they're not going to the tournament probably. And, you know, they've just got to – they've got to be able to bring it both home and road, um, but they just have not found a rhythm uh, and the confidence level that it takes to do that just now. And, you know, they have a game against a peer in the bracket, a team in the same general neighborhood, Florida, and, uh, you know, it's a home game, and you have to take care of business on your home floor if you want to, you know, get a decent seat in this tournament. You know when he's right. Uh, Tennessee's had some ugly losses at home. Uh, he brought up that Missouri game back in uh, January. I was at that game, and Tennessee was getting blown out of the gym the first uh, about 10 to 15 minutes of game action. I think Tennessee was down 15 to 4 at one point, and uh, Victor Bailey Jr. kind of was the only offense that game. And, and Tennessee, to its credit, climbed back and made it a respectable game, but it was just not a good showing for Tennessee at home earlier this year. We He just mentioned the, the Kentucky game a few weeks ago. This is a Kentucky team that is going nowhere, according to Jerry Palm, and I uh, really uh, couldn't agree more. That was a bad loss. And, you know, played Vanderbilt just last week. And though Tennessee won that game by, by, by I believe, 12, you know, Vanderbilt didn't have 47% of its scoring. And that was a four-point game with about four minutes left in the second half. Tennessee's just not looked sharp right now. I think it's I think it's obviously inconsistent, but I think it lacks a confidence issue right now. I think it lacks a bit of a chemistry issue right now, and at times, I think some some coaching practices have not been great so far this year. And again, we talked about that with Mike Wilson yesterday, and when I asked him what you give a an overall grade to for Rick Barnes, and, and he said it was tough, but and you can always nitpick any coaching decision you want to make, but. I think at times this year, whether you're waiting too long to pull the plug or pulling the plug too early, I mean, in Rick Barnes's case, uh, you know, if that's you know subject for conversation. But uh, nonetheless, again, Rick Barnes is, knows more basketball than I can, I can you know possibly even imagine. So, uh, moving on, Jerry Palm. This was the best worst case scenario for Tennessee. If Tennessee goes out and beats Florida and then wins the SEC tournament, or if Tennessee goes out and loses to Florida on Sunday and then gets bounced in the first first game of the SEC tournament, what's that seeding look like for Tennessee? Best worst-case scenario, according to Jerry Palm. Here is the CBS Sports Guy. Well, let me preface that by saying you can't analyze the seeding of a team in a vacuum because it always depends on what other teams do. It's not, it's not really just about you. So, I mean, the best-case scenario is they beat Florida today and win the SEC tournament and beat the best teams they possibly could along the way, and now you're looking at something like a you know, a four, probably, um, something in that neighborhood. Uh, and the worst-case scenario is they lose to Florida, and they lose uh, to somebody who's probably not very good in the first round of the conference tournament, and you're in an 8-9 game. So that's... Yeah, Prob- that's the probable range for Tennessee. So Jerry has it anywhere from a four seed to potentially an eight seed. Man, that's not good. Yeah, you're talking about a four eleven all the way to an eight nine matchup, and anything really past that four seed into that into that five range, that kind of gets dicey because we all know about the five twelve matchups in the NCAA tournament and the horror stories there. Tennessee can't think about that right now. It's just got to go out and ball and, and play and, and try to pick itself up. I want to play one more clip for Jerry Palm. Again, he uh, he joined the morning show on the Sports Animal in Knoxville, Tennessee. This was Wednesday morning. It's ultimately up to Tennessee. You kind of backed yourself into this corner uh, with some 500 subpar play since the beginning of January. 
we all know what the potential that this team has, but and, and now, you know, as he just pointed out, you know, best case scenario, best case scenario, which is very, very slim chances that Tennessee has this best case scenario just based on recent history. You're looking at a four seed, but ultimately Tennessee will have to take care of business Sunday against Florida for senior day. And then according to Grant Ramey of Go Vols 24-7, you know, heading into Wednesday, Tennessee still had an outside chance of securing a double bye, but what would need to happen is Missouri would need to be Florida Wednesday night, which it did. And then Tennessee would need to beat Florida as well on Sunday. So that was uh, tweeted out by uh, Grant Ramey, Govals 24-7. He said, uh, my math could be off, but that looks like it's it's Tennessee's path to, uh, to a double bye. So potentially uh, there's a chance for Tennessee to not play until Friday. And that would be a, a big win for the Volunteers considering uh, the way that it has just kind of slumped here in the second half of the season. But nonetheless, you still got to take care of uh, Florida on Sunday, and um, you just kind of kind of have to control what you can control at this point. Coming up in segment number two, we will check out what some seniors, the Pawns, John Fulkerson, had to say about its uh, their upcoming celebrations at Thompson Bowling Arena for Senior Day festivities. But before we get to that, guys, let me tell you about my friends at rockauto.com. Family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com for all your auto and body part needs from hundreds of different manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered straight to your door. Again, safe in the COVID era. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly, you can see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, guys, it's cheap. The prices at rockauto.com always reliably low, and the same for professionals or the do-it-yourselfers. I like to let professionals go and take a look at my vehicles. I know a lot of you guys out there like to do it yourself, so it's it's good for, for both parties. Why spend twice as much for the same parts when you can get them cheaper at rockauto.com? Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you when you visit rockauto.com and you can see all those parts that are available for your car, truck, SUV. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. RockAuto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, James Harden heads back to Houston, but this time with his new team. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe now to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into segment number two of a Thursday show. This is Locked On Vols, your team every day. I'm Eric Kane, your host at underscore Kane or at Locked On Vols. And I want to go over some comments made by Tennessee seniors E. Pons and John Fulkerson. They took to the media Wednesday afternoon and kind of previewed what senior day was going to be like. Uh, obviously, Florida, 
the season overall, their careers in the orange and the white, and some, some really good things to say. I'm going to play a couple of John Fulgerson quotes. We've kind of been talking a lot of John Fulgerson this week, uh, but before we get into that, I want to speak on Eve Pons. Pons, I think, is a fantastic athlete. I'm not breaking any news here. You guys watch him play basketball just like I do. Uh, phenomenal. He's an eraser. He can guard one through five defensively. Uh, that's why he's going to have an NBA career because he's so stout defensively. He came back this year to try to refine some of his offensive skills and got off to a decent start, but I, I think overall top to bottom, and he's dealt with injuries too. Now, this really hasn't been the year that he thought, uh, really, and it hasn't been the year that he thought it was going to be, but you know, it, it's not over until it's over. And so things can still change on an individual level and as far as a team's perspective, because I, I think these two guys that met with the media today, Tennessee's front court, both Eve Pons and John Fulkerson, I think they would both say that they've struggled this year and they're not really happy with their performances. But but again, it's not over till it's over. And so Tennessee has a couple more chances. These two guys have a couple more chances to uh, kind of right any wrongs that they might think that has happened so far this season. But uh, Eve Pons, I believe, you know, Eve Pons and John Fulkerson, they will go through senior day activities uh, but both of those guys will have a decision to make on if they want to return and take advantage of that free year of eligibility that the NCAA has bestowed upon uh, college basketball. And uh, Rick Barnes said yesterday or two days ago, so I guess it was um, I guess it was Tuesday uh, that both of these guys will have to make a final decision. But they're going to go ahead and go through these festivities because they're unsure. Uh, EJ Anasiki has already came out. He came out earlier in the season said he was going to return for another season. So he's a senior, he's a graduate transfer, but he will not go through senior day activities uh, with these other two guys. I want to read off a quote here. E. Pons was asked um, about his final game coming up at Thompson Bowling Arena. He said, it's a big day in my life. My last game at TBA. I'm excited to play Florida too. It's been an amazing four years. I'm really going to miss playing in TBA. And it sounds like a guy that is about to play his last game at Thompson Bowling Arena. On memories from playing at UT, it's been an amazing four years since I've been here. I got everything I ever wanted. It was such a great experience. I got much better in basketball and my skills, and I had the chance to meet amazing people. It's amazing. I'm from another country, so it's a new culture, a new language. So that was a very, very fun experience. And so uh, Epons, just like John Fulkerson, so easy to root for. So easy to root for. And uh, I think that he's going to be a nice asset for some team although I don't think he'll be a high draft pick, and I think he'll have to work, probably have a couple of stints in the G League. But defensively, man, it's it's there. It is there for sure. Let's move on to John Fulkerson. John Fulkerson dominated the conversation of Locked On Vols on a Wednesday podcast. We're going to play some more uh, audio quotes from him here today as well. Now, John Fulkerson, have you decided whether or not you're going to come back next year and play? Now, John Fulkerson's already been here for quite some time, and uh, you know, I was putting up SEC Player of the Year numbers the last half of last season. Started the season off hot. I went over the numbers yesterday, but really wanted to refine those skills and, and advance his, his draft stock. I don't think he's very high whatsoever. In fact, I know he's not in terms of projections. And so it might be beneficial for him to come back and try it over again. But anyway... This is John Fulkerson on that decision. If he's made one, where is he leaning? Give it a listen. Um, have I made a decision yet? Um, not yet. Um, am I thinking about returning? Of course. Um, it's, it's hard to pass up this institution, this basketball program, these coaches, my teammates, the university. And so 
absolutely I'm thinking about returning. Have I made a decision yet? No. Um, am I open for suggestions? Yes. Um, so, um, but, but right now I'm just focused on getting better as our team and our current team right now. I'm not focused on me individually. It's, it's right now about us as a team and playing our best to beat Florida on Sunday. So you heard it there. If you have any advice for John Fulgerson, I think he's I think he's up for it. He said suggestions. I'm taking them. <laughs> so um, the the emotions of of not knowing you know what's going on, and then this is a process. Guys will probably take the next couple of weeks after the season's over to really think about it to get to seek counsel, uh, depending on what the NBA you know drafts looking like in terms of COVID protocols. Um, you know, might go to the combine, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we'll have to see what's in store for some of these guys like John Fulkerson. But again, that was on uh, if he's made a decision yet. Uh, this is John Fulkerson on the memories of first being recruited by Tennessee and Rick Barnes here in this program. It was honestly, it was a really big deal when Coach Barnes and uh, Coach Lanier, when Rob Lanier called me and Coach Oliver recruited me as well. When they called me and they told me that they were with the University of Tennessee, um, it was honestly like a dream come true. And it still feels as if I'm living a dream that a kid from Kingsport gets to come and play for his state university, which has always been his dream. And so I'm, I'm very blessed to be in this position, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. I believe I was in Atlanta or Marietta, Alpharetta, somewhere around the Atlanta area playing in a tournament or maybe Greensboro, when when I got that call and when they offered. And so I'll I'll, I'll never forget it. And my, my AU coach knew it was coming and we talked about it. And it, it was really hard not to commit on the spot because of what I've talked about being from Tennessee, my love for Tennessee. But I really wanted to go through the recruiting process and weigh out my options. And that's what I did. And I, and I obviously I picked the best school but I remember that recruiting process like it was yesterday for a long time. It was honestly like a dream come true, and it still feels as if I'm living a dream that a kid from Kingsport, Tennessee, gets to come and play for a state university, which has always been his dream. Man, that's that's the quote right there. If I make a graphic for today's podcast and put it on social media, you know that is that's the quote right there. And so that's uh, that's really, really, really. Kind of good to hear from John Fulkerson. Uh, it makes you smile. It makes you root for him, obviously, even more than you already do. And finally, John Fulkerson, I can appreciate this. I know that a lot of fans might not care, might not feel, I mean, you know, might not have an opinion on it or whatever. But you know, John Fulkerson, in typical John Fulkerson fashion, he thanked the media. I mean, he did. And again, this is a guy that might even be back here next season, but he went ahead and thanked the media because he knows that. Uh, often he tries to he, he doesn't try like he, he kind of makes life hard on a reporter sometimes because he's so goofy. But this was serious. John Fulkerson thanking the media. Who guys? I'll remind you. You know we meet with these guys a couple times a week, so we know each other by first name. The players know us. Um, give this a listen. I want to thank you all um, for the last five years because, um, and I hope you all have enjoyed me because I really like to talk to you all. And I hope that I always try to keep it funny with you guys. I know that when you know you're talking to me, you know you're not going to get the most serious answers. So I really appreciate you guys. And thank you for all you've done for myself and for Tennessee and 
for my teammates as well. I really appreciate it. Well, John Fulkerson, that this is it uh, come at the end of the season, that this is your last regular season game at, at Thompson Bowling Arena. Man, it's been an honor to cover you, and I'm always going to be rooting for you. Uh, that That is for sure, and I think I can speak for the majority of people on this podcast that I, th- I think we're all going to be rooting for you, whatever comes next, whether that's in the orange and white next year or if you pursue a professional career, whether it be NBA or overseas, uh, we're going to be rooting for you no matter what. So thank you for thanking us uh, for the coverage. That was Epon John Fulkerson giving their thoughts on Senior Day that's coming up. A career in the orange and white. Those two guys, again, will have a decision to make, but they're going to go ahead and go through Senior Day activities. EJ Anasicki will not. He's already said for sure he is coming back next season. Coming up in segment number three, some football news and notes, some dates that you need to be familiarized with. And that's coming up here on the other side. But uh, guys, remember, bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online even covers the award shows, the TV shows, reality television. It's real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can possibly imagine. I feel like I say this every day, but the the uh, the, the college basketball slate here on a Thursday night incredible. You got second-ranked Michigan hosting Michigan State. You've got Oklahoma State traveling to third-ranked Baylor. West Virginia looking to bounce back hosting TCU. Kansas taking on UTEP. That'll be a route for the Jayhawks, but you got Texas-Oklahoma. That's a 15-16 matchup. You look at the NBA front. The Celtics and Grant Williams hosting the Raptors. You've got Memphis hosting Milwaukee and Giannis. You've got the Heat on the road against the Pelicans. You've got the Warriors on the road against the Suns. I about said the Saints. Wrong sport there, Eric. Nonetheless, the slate is fun, and you can get in on all the action at BetOnlineAG. When you do, if you are a first-time user, go to the website, use your mobile device, sign up. You will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It is literally free money. Free money just by signing up. What you need to do is use that promo code Locked On. First-time users on your first deposit, 50% off welcoming bonus by using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And there's only one place to get all the information you need on the Southeastern Conference five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC. Host Chris Gordy of Sports 790 delivers his unique brand of Southeastern Conference analysis with help from local experts and guests from around the SEC network of Locked On Podcasts. Subscribe to Locked On SEC wherever you get your podcast. Eric Kane, welcome you back in here to a Locked On Vol segment number three of a Thursday show. It's been a big basketball show. We played a lot of audio. Jerry Palm comments from him on the Sports Animal from Wednesday on the on um, on Wednesday's show, the starting lineup, and also we have played some audio from John Fulkerson and talked to me Pons as those two seniors met with the media to preview Senior Day. That came on Wednesday afternoon. Now here in segment number three, it's going to be a shorter one, but I wanted to give you guys some dates regarding football and a quick note about a prospect that chose to commit somewhere today. Uh, Some things you need to know as we end a Thursday show. Tennessee has come out and announced officially that spring football practice will start on March 23rd. It's starting about a week and a half to two weeks later than what it normally has uh, the past couple of seasons. But spring practice set to begin on March the 23rd. The orange and white game is scheduled for April 24th. And there's no kickoff time just yet. Further details about the orange and white game will be coming in the weeks ahead as uh, 
the administration continues to monitor uh, the COVID-19, you know, obviously that pandemic. And so kickoff time will come up. Usually it's early afternoon. Sometimes it's uh, evening-ish. But as far as fans coming out to, to watch the Orange and White game, we'll have to see if that's going to be a possibility. I would assume so, but um, we will see. But uh, kickoff for the Orange and White game, the spring football game, that will be April 24th with more details to come. Tennessee football 2021 Pro Day is scheduled for March 25th. So football practice starts March 23rd. The guys who are leaving the program, who are looking to have a professional career in football, whether it be entering the NFL draft, trying to latch on as a uh, you know as a free agency if they didn't get an invitation to the combine. Pro Day. It is going to be March the 25th. <clears throat> and I say. You know, even if they don't get invited, to, get invited to the NFL Combine, only three of Tennessee's outgoing uh, uh, football players have been invited to the NFL Pro, uh, Combine. That was announced, uh, I believe, two days ago, earlier this week. That was Trey Smith, Josh Palmer, and Bryce Thompson. All three of those guys will be at Tennessee's Pro Day as well, but they will also compete. Um, however, they're going to do However, they're going to do the. Uh, how are they going to do the the uh, the combine this year? I'm not sure if it's going to be more virtual or what, but those will be Tennessee's three representatives at the combine. But there'll be a lot more guys that take part in the pro day on campus, and again, that will be on March the 25th. So Trey Smith, Josh Palmer, Bryce Thompson, they'll be there, of course. But you know, guys like Brandon Kennedy, who we interviewed on this podcast just a couple of days ago, other seniors who might not be high up on the draft boards. Uh, they will be working out for the Pro Day on March the 25th. So to end the show, I want to touch base on a Tennessee football target, Tennessee baseball target, and obviously a kid that's very close to the program. He attends Knoxville Catholic High School. He's the quarterback and star pitcher. His name is Cade Martin, four-star quarterback, four-star pitcher. And he was set to make his announcements Wednesday afternoon. Tennessee was in the mix, but really I think it was only to play baseball at Tennessee. Miami was in the mix. I think uh, Notre Dame might have been in the mix. Well, there were a couple schools that were in the mix for Caden Martin. Caden Martin, son of T. Martin, former Tennessee legendary quarterback that brought home a national championship to Knoxville, and of course recently an assistant coach for Jeremy Pruitt. Caden Martin committed to Miami. That happened Wednesday afternoon when he made the announcement from the Knoxville Catholic Gymnasium. He is committing on a baseball scholarship. He also wants to play football, but he is going to school and getting it paid for on a baseball scholarship. I think even in the latter stages of T. Martin's tenure here as an assistant coach, I think Tennessee was pivoting away from kind of recruiting Caden because I think the thought was you know, T. Martin wasn't going to be back on staff for Jeremy Pruitt. Um I think Caden Martin didn't really want to go anywhere that kind of has this relationship and kind of this awkwardness maybe of of his dad not being on staff anymore. So I don't think Caden Martin for a long time has been a realistic option as a, as a football prospect uh, here at Tennessee. But I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've watched, I've covered Caden, you know, playing quarterback a couple of games, tremendous athletes, usually the best guy on the field. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it runs in the genes, man. I mean, he, he's, he's a gifted athlete, but Caden Martin is going to get paid a lot of money to play baseball one day. I mean, it sounds good right now, but if Caden Martin is selected high in the uh, Major League Baseball draft, which is, I guess, would be this time next year, you know, a couple months from now, obviously, early summer. So the early summer of 2022, if Caden Martin is a high enough pick, I mean, he's going to go and start his professional clock. 
Um, so that's kind of how baseball works. You commit to a school, and you know we kind of do this battle with Tony Vitello in Tennessee as well. It's you know you you get signees, you get signees, you get commits, but you got to hope and, and cross your fingers that you know these guys don't leave for the MLB draft. I mean, it's a good opportunity for them, but nonetheless, that's kind of what Caden Martin is as well. So we'll have to see if he actually attends Miami because I think he'll get drafted high enough in baseball to where he'll just go ahead and start. But if he does go to college, he is committed to play baseball and football, but going on a baseball scholarship to Miami. Kid's a tremendous, tremendous baseball player. Uh, Football, he's good. I'm not trying to diminish anything, but uh, he's great in baseball. So uh, congratulations to Caden Martin. That's awesome. Of course, you know, I cover high school football as well here in Knoxville, Tennessee, both on the radio and uh, contributing a little bit to Pac-Man Productions via the televisions. And I get to watch Caden play, and it's fun. He comes from a great family and a good coaching staff over there at Catholic, so congratulations to him. Uh, so again, in review here in segment number three, spring practice, Tennessee football, Josh Heupel era really officially begins uh, with some padded practices First one will be March the 23rd. The orange and white game will be April the 24th. More details to come about a kickoff time and if fans will be allowed in the stands. Pro Day for Tennessee outgoing players will be March the 25th. Trey Smith, Josh Palmer, Bryce Thompson all invited to the NFL Combine. And Caden Martin, son of T. Martin, uh, high school quarterback and pitcher here from Knoxville Catholic High School in Knoxville, Tennessee has committed to Miami. Those are some news and notes here to end our show. Guys, I appreciate it. been a busy, busy basketball show, kind of like it was yesterday. We'll have to see what's on deck for uh, a Friday show. And speaking of being on deck, how many of you guys are following Tennessee baseball or kind of are getting into Tennessee baseball? Tony Vitello turning that program around. And I know it's not a huge draw on radio or on this podcast, but I do want to touch base a little bit. Where are we in terms of Tennessee baseball? What should we be looking forward to? And what are some expectations for Tony Vitello in this season? I will bring on a specialty guest to tell me all about that. That's coming up on a Friday show. Guys, I appreciate it. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast and hang out with me. Uh, It's one of my favorite things I got going on right now. I really, really enjoy it. So uh, until Friday, enjoy the rest of your day as you listen to another episode of Locked On Vols, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network.